last week on Lore Seekers. Never in the history of my gaming career have I ever seen a game where the players take part in an event as much as ESO. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you want to do karate in the garage? Yep. Players should never, ever have to rely on an add-on to have a good MMO experience. That should not be the staple. The The add-on shouldn't be the staple. The game should be the staple. The add-on should just be the icing on the cake, you know? To do, like, you know how we, once a year we get, like, a quality of life update? Yeah. What do you got, the HIV? So skip, you know, skip the content update either before or after that and give us one big, giant, whopping quality of life update. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Lore Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and Cam. Ah. Ooh, yeah, buddy. That's nice. That's it's a nice, nice warm seat, and I missed it. it. It's been a it's been an empty seat mm-hmm. for an entire week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's oh. no, there's no freaking place like home. Oh, oh, here she is. What can I get you, boys? Uh, I need a whiskey, straight, double, tall. Make it strong, pretty please. I will take a Mundestone Stout and a Chaser of a Bourbon Barrel Stout minus the Barrel Stout, <laughs> just a Bourbon. <laughs> Thank Coming you. right up. What is what is this? Starbucks? I need this half shaken. I'll have a half stirred with the with breath a of a goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. How you been? Man, it's I'm, been a while. I'm good. Yeah. I'm very good. Yeah. Um my hands are chunked up because yeah. I was doing man work in the backyard today. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. I am actually building a raised garden in my backyard, Ooh. and I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's kind of become a kind of become a family thing over the uh, the past couple of weeks since Christmas because um, my yeah. wife is really into herbal medicine, mm-hmm. and we decided to start making our own. So That's we're fantastic. making an herb garden in the backyard, and kind of funny because our our, our raised herb garden started as a wooden herb garden, like where the sides are two by six. And it turned into, they are now a concrete block. So I moved a metric crap ton of concrete block into my backyard today. It's awesome. (laughs) So there's that. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. How's your week gone, bud? Oh, man, it's good. It's good. It's been good. Uh, Yeah, man. Getting getting some stuff. uh, Getting real life life changes. Um, Getting back into reading, writing. Getting, I'm actually getting ready to hopefully go back to college at the age of 30 with a family, live out my, live out my dream. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it's been good. It's been man, you know, it felt weird not having a show release last Friday. But man, just like it, 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 having a break that was nice. I feel refreshed. Yeah, I, I feel refreshed too. Um, I, I have some gripes, but um, it's only because I've been playing a lot of ESO. Yeah, 
And um, Happy New Year, by the way, to everybody. And thanks for our folks that are, that are joining us in our chat room today. Happy New Year to everybody. Really, really um, appreciate everybody showing. And, um, you know, Jibs and I kept in touch. We uh, we kept in touch with all of our, our folks at uh, in the Lore Seekers Guild. We, there was a lot of playing going on. Um, but everybody's kind of quiet right now. I think everybody was kind of just in the end of year mode, just wanting to log in and just do their thing and drown them in the new life festival and i will say this i love it every year when it shows but i'm ready for it to go bye bye yeah i'm the same at way. the end i'm the same way oh yeah. i was over it this year yeah. i'm just like dude i know yeah. jan one just get here yeah so anyway yeah i know we'll talk about uh it's actually funny you bring that up because we're gonna be talking about uh events in a little bit a little bit we got um we got all kinds of good things but uh anyway Let's get this started. Well, everybody, welcome back. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Cash. Hi, buddy. It's nice to be with you. And, you know, once again, Happy New Year to everybody, especially Happy New Year to my good buddy, Jibs. Um, we have almost been doing this for a year. So this is actually the first full holiday season that we have experienced in Elder Scrolls together mm -hmm. as friends mm -hmm. as a courting couple whoa what oh we're not oh we're i mean not it, I, is this going to be like the Merkmeyer thing what's that ceremony those 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 lizards go through the, it's dirty i'll tell you that much it sounds gross <laughs> so i have my gripe i want to talk about my gripe okay okay all right get it off get off your chest I'm on the freaking struggle bus and maybe there's help out there for me but um so we, we know how I have been struggling to find just that forever character, right? Yeah. Okay, so I went ahead and said, F the meta. Right. And I rolled my Bozzy Bosmer um, caster, Magicka-based. Yep. Bosmer Warden. And I, I'm having fun with him. I mean, he's he's a fun class to play for sure, Playing PVE, he does he melts stuff pretty darn quick. He's he's CP level. I think I'm like CP seven eighty five or something like that now. Right. Um, I have a full end game set on him, mm -hmm. and it's pretty solid. But as you know, as we've talked about over the past probably three four days, I am struggling with his DPS. Yeah, and I kind of knew this going into it because I've already had a Magic Abazi before. Um, I know it's not the meta, uh, class or race for that class. I totally get that. Um, but I've just had the hardest time getting his DPS, like over 15, 16 K. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm following builds. I'm trying all kinds of different builds. I'm doing, I'll, I'll do a build and a parse and a build and a parse. I got just like a couple little things that I'm waiting on my, on my main crafter for to upgrade for him. But for the most part, mm -hmm. he's an end game build right now. Right. And I just cannot. It's a very complicated. When you watch people parsing, you know, 30K, 40K, it is a very complicated rotation. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm a more of a simple dude. I'm more of a simple player. I'd mash buttons. I, I'm just going to say it. I mash buttons on my Sork. I mash buttons. I get great DPS on my Sork. It's because we can. Like, you can it's, with a Sork. Right. It's easy. It's, it's a easy. much more. It's an easy class. A much more forgiving class when yes. it comes to missing your, you know, this set rotation. Right. 
So anyway, as much as I love my Bosmer, I'm back on the struggle bus with trying to find that forever character that gives me good survivability, good, uh, I want good DPS. I don't have to have the top DPS. I just want solid DPS to where I feel like I am contributing in a group. Like when I run with friends, they're like, oh my God, you're melting stuff. That's where I want to be. And that's kind of where I'm at with my Sork. But the other thing that I want, I want a little bit of heals, mm-hmm. and I want my RP. Right. I want to be able to RP them the way I, the way I RP. So I want everything. So anyway, that's where I'm at right now. I'm kind of on the struggle bus with trying to find that character, and I'm really thinking of going back to a stam character. I just don't know. So anyway, but it's not stopping me from enjoying the game because just over new life i almost completely leveled up my magic of warden oh fantastic just through that so he's you know 50 and man i spent a couple days working on his gear and everything but i just am not hitting the numbers that i would like to see toward the end game content so anyway rant off that's just where i'm at with the game right now um but man i'm logging in every friggin' day and just digging it i'm not slowing down so there's that it's so funny that you talk about new tunes because I and this was this is kind of stemmed from first off hang on it's really weird because I know you were telling me your numbers you were getting like that was really weird like you are golded out on a lot of your gear it yeah. just doesn't make a whole lot of sense you know nope and especially because I'm trying all of these different end game builds and I know it's not the Bosmer yeah. I know it is not the Bosmer. Maybe a little bit, but it is not. No, Bosmer. not because my sustain's fine. Yeah. Um, not really having a problem with that. So I am. I can see chat talking about it again. Um, you know, why not go back to your Bobo? And and I do have a Bobo Bosmer. I may be going back to my Bobo Bosmer um, because that dude, for Sheezy, he is melting stuff down. It was just his survivability was a little like. Ee. So I don't know. I might try a, a stamina-based Templar and just go, you know, maybe bow dual wield and see how that goes. I know we were talking, like, bouncing in between a, um, a Stamplar and a Stam Sork today because I've, I've never tried either of those two classes. Yeah. So I don't know. I think the jury's still out on my forever character. But at this point, I think I've done, you know, Cold Harbor and, you know, probably like eight or nine of the of those uh, main quest line quests probably 10 times by now I've been through all those and a lot of the, a lot of the main content, but I don't mind it. I mean, I, I like that stuff You kind of blast through it, get all those skill points and right. And the PVP still fun, except for, except for on that magical warden. Oh my God. It's atrocious. <laughs> if I didn't know battlegrounds so well by now, you know, at this point, yeah, I would be, a hundred percent worthless in battlegrounds, but at least I know you know everything that's not deathmatch. I can, I can survive and, and and do some good for my team. But yeah, for killing things in deathmatch, yeah, it's not happening with a magic warden, and I'm kind of bummed on it. I mean, it's a cool class; it should be brought up a little bit. You know, it's kind of funny. Like I, I'll be honest with you, I, I've, I know that wardens can do very well when it comes to pvp particularly battlegrounds but i per- personally have never been a huge fan of the way those feel in battlegrounds i mean yes i know you've got some really good skills but yeah it's okay so 
You and I were talking over our break about... What was it? We were talking about MMOs in general, right? We were talking about some that were announced, stuff that was coming up, and I'm like... I got in this thought pattern. Sometimes, like, if I'm driving home from work, I just don't have anything on, any radio or anything. I'm just thinking about, you know, ESO or the show or whatever. And and I got around to thinking, I'm like, if ESO was gone tomorrow, like, I could never play it again. What's <gasps> the one thing? Gasp. Yeah, right? <gasps> oh, my heart. <gasps> but uh, what's what's, <laughs> what's the one thing I would regret? And instantly, without hesitation, I'm like, the stories, the questing, the quests, not the yeah. P- not the PvP, none of that. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. I started this. We kind of, I kind of talked about this back in the day, uh, the last volume about taking a character through all the stories and doing all the journaling. Well, the problem was I got through the journaling, and it became such a burden. I only got through one zone with the journaling. It didn't feel natural to me, so. It's, it was fun. It was good doing the journal, but for me, it just didn't fit. So I ended up kind of burning out on that. Well, I'm going back to this where I am I started a Dark Elf, uh, Dragon Knight, and I am taking this Dragon Knight. It's a, personally a class I've always wanted to try. I'm going to take this class through every quest I can find. I don't care about levels. I'm re- I have a rule that I'm not allowed to use any builds, any guides. This is my own making. Just go out, have fun, experience everything I can possibly experience, and see where it takes me. Like I'm, I'm so like you and I. If there's anything we know how to do on an elite level, it's level a character. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say roll new tunes. Roll new tunes. So like that's, I, I've rolled. Do. I've leveled to fifty so many times I could give two craps about leveling anymore i just don't care like i just want to go out there and try enjoy the content and get the rpg feel back and just slow down like drastically my gameplay as far as the way i'm playing when it comes to quest i give you three weeks really (laughs) i give you three weeks okay all right challenge accepted okay good all right so now i give it four weeks um (laughs) here's here's why you and I are doing a show about Elder Scrolls Online for a reason. Because you and I play alike and we think alike. And there is so much choice in this game. I know. That's why I think we're landing where we're landing, where we both just want the absolute 100% perfect fit. I get where you're at because I want to do that on a character that I absolutely am madly in love with. And I've been like right. halfway there a whole bunch of times. But I just haven't found the one that's like, that's the guy. Now, it's taken me, I mean, I've been back and forth to this game since launch. I was have been in this game since beta. Now, this latest solid, you know, year and a couple months of me logging on nearly every day. Um, I'm still there. But it keeps me coming back. I'm still excited and fighting for my ESO time every single day, regardless of what I play. So I'm still looking. And I mean, if somebody has an amazing build out there that kind of has all those things that I'm looking for, then let me know. Otherwise I'm probably just in a dream world. You know what I feel like, honestly, uh, and I will wrap it up with this. I feel like our class forever class has not been introduced to the game yet. 
Mm. You know That's dirty talk. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's dirty talk because something is cooking. On the burner. Something's cooking. Yeah, it is. I say that like I know. I don't know crap. <laughs> I'm just saying. It is a new year. Jibs and I were talking about this earlier, too. And once we're done with this, we'll start the show. Sorry. This is just us babbling. Zoss did not come out swinging the way we thought they were going to. Mm. So there is definitely some aces in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. saying. It's coming. Wait on it because we're going to get some humdingers in the coming weeks. I go. know it. Mm. All right, everybody. Well... First off, you know, we've been away for a few weeks, and during the month of December, there was a lot of you, there's quite a few of you, actually, who chose to gift Cash and I stuff during the holiday season, Christmas season. And first off, thank you, everybody. That was very kind. Thank you very much. Um, didn't expect that. Didn't have to do that. It was very, very kind. But um, anywho, uh, what else we got here? Oh! By the way, we got our first sponsor for the show. That's new. I guess we should probably throw that out there, huh? <laughs> we should let everybody try and check or, or try, try and try, guess. Try and figure out. Try and guess who our first sponsor is for the show. Just <laughs> take uh, a guess. Just take a guess. Well, we're big into giving to you, listeners. We're we're big into if you support choose to choose to support the show we said that back when it was when we started the merch shop we wanted to make sure it was something that made sense something that makes sure that you're getting something in return uh the ch- oh, by the way chat is saying it's bud light because of the shirt. <laughs> well done chat <laughs> i wish it was oh I'm thinking you've noticed my shirt this was a christmas present oh, dilly dilly oh my god Yes, yeah. this is my new Dilly Dilly shirt that my wife and daughter bought me for Christmas. And um, let me preface it with this. I can't stand freaking Bud Light. Oh, I can't either. I um, will not drink Bud Light. But it's because it's Dilly Dilly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so real quick before we get to the sponsor thing. Yeah, uh, we chose to – we're doing all our episodes live now. We found a lot of fun in it, and you all seem to enjoy it. And uh, we thought, you know what? You don't have to come to the live show if you don't want to. But if you want to, it's here. So people are here. It's fun. I enjoy yeah. this. Thanks, a- you guys. This is why we do this show, because of this community. You guys are really a lot of fun. And there's a lot of familiar faces and some new ones in our in our Twitch chat. And uh, you guys are really appreciated. You keep us coming back for more. So Agreed. thank you. Agreed. All right. So on to the sponsor. Well, we're big to give you guys something free. And uh, so, without further ado, we are sponsored sponsored by Audible. Cash uses Audible a lot. I use Audible. If you're into audiobooks after you listen to the show, here's what you do. It's real simple. You go to audibletrial.com forward slash loreseekers or go to loreseekerspodcast.com. And at the very top, there's a banner. Just click it. Sign up. You get a free book. And you can keep your service if you want, or you can cancel and keep your book. It's it's totally up to you. I've done that numerous times. Start a service and cancel it to keep the free book. So I myself do not. I am a subscriber to Audible. <laughs> I have been for several years. And the one thing I have noticed is that uh, every month for your subscription fee, 
you get a um, you get a credit. So if you don't use your credit, if it takes you a couple of months, like me, I drive 20 minutes to work and back, and that's about the extent of my driving for the most part. So I um, it takes me a while to listen to an audiobook. So I have credits that stack up. So when I'm when I'm ready for a new book, it's I mean you've already kind of paid for it, but it almost seems like it's free because you have a credit and you just go on Amazon and you pay for your book and it's right there. So many titles, it's insane how many titles there are and also the other thing that i like is finding books that are semi-dramatized because just like our storyline at the end of our show we try and dramatize it a little bit so it makes it a little bit more fun to listen to that's how i like listening to my audible my audio books and audible has tons of books like that in our genre tons and tons of sci-fi and fantasy they're oh, yeah. all out there. Oh, yeah. So dive in. It's awesome. Yep. I said milk the system. Yeah. What if I did cancel a couple times? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't know me. You don't know me. I do. You do know me. That's You're true. system milker. It's true. All right, friends. Well, it's time for us to get started. Last week on the show, there was absolutely nothing because we didn't have a show. There was nothing. Not a thing. We were resting, and here we are. So this week on the show, we are talking a lot of things. Crown store showcase new life festival stuff. Uh, what else we got? Wait, this is old. This is lore lesson of Skyrim. You had one job. I had one job. Yeah, this is old. We're not talking new life festival. What am I talking about? All right, I always miss that part. It never fails. It, ne- it never you. fails. So anyway, we're talking uh, massively OP on uh, Elder Scrolls Online Crown Store Showcase. Oh, we're bringing back an old segment, an old fave of ours now. And, uh, you know what? We're doing a lore lesson on the, uh, what is it, Cash? Hmm? Hmm? We're doing a lore lesson on the constellations and mostly the Mundestone. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Do well, you know those, do you huh? know what those are, Jibs? Um, yeah. Okay. We're good. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Well, let's get started, shall we? <sighs> All right. Well the news here it's chilling you know we've been out and about many a time on this show we've been in deserts we've been in delves and uh just keep coming back to this tavern like there's no place like home i love being in a tavern i like when they come to us whenever npcs come to us we don't have to go out in the world it's fantastic i love it it's, it's comfortable warm. And warm. the people are nice it, it yeah. smells like barbecue in here yeah it tastes like beer yeah and there's wenches it is and it's our own so it's even better that too. Fantastic. All right. Well, anyway, the first article up on the docket today is Massively OP's 2018 awards. Well, the awards are going around, and uh, we want to give a congratulations to Yellow Scrolls Online. They won for best MMO expansion or update of 2018 for Somerset. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank God they beat Black Desert Online. Right. Just throwing it out there because. Every time I'm I'm referencing a lore lesson or looking something up on Wiki or U, you know, UESP or whatever site I'm going to, I constantly see ads for Black Desert Black Online. Desert Online. Come and try the Archer, Hi-ya! and I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I don't want to. But everything Elder Scrolls always has some type of a Black Desert Online ad on it. Hmm. So, I wonder if that's by design. I'm sure it is. 
Hmm. I'm sure it is. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad after this happened, after I saw that best MMO after your expansion of 2018, um, it also had uh, like an, it was like a little article on there that said, Hey, tell us what your most anticipated uh, MMO is for, you know, 2019 and beyond. Mm-hmm. So I went to it and like, there was a bunch of things that said, you know, expansion for this game or expansion for that game. And it had existing games that had expansions coming up. Like, is that what you're most excited about for 2019? And then it had a bunch of like new MMOs that were coming out. Right. I was really bummed on that list because ESO was not on that list. Like ESO's next expansion for 2019 was not on the list. There was nothing ESO on that list. And it pissed me off. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is the best MMO that's on the market right now. And yeah, that's my opinion, but there's a lot of freaking weight behind that opinion too. It has to be right now one of the top MMOs that's on the market. And it wasn't even on Massively's list. Dudes, square your crap up. That's where I was with it. Yeah, anyway. Should, yeah, yeah, I'm really happy that yeah, they're <laughs> Yo, yo, <laughs> you may hand you a drink while you're on your soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a refill on my soapbox. Oh, but yeah, th- I mean, do they not deserve this one? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. This is now. Granted, I will say this. I mean, it's no secret. I came back to this game literally two weeks before we launched this show back in what was it, March or April? I think it was March, and uh, or April. April, I think, was the first episode. Um, and, uh, you know, this was my first expansion ever with this game. Ever. I, I yeah. missed all previous. And so coming to this being my first one, I loved it. I love And the, the one thing they talk about in that article quite a bit is they reference over and over simply how beautiful the area is. I mean, and it right. is on a level that's rarely seen anymore in MMOs, you know. Particular yeah. and per, the reason why it's so great. Here's another aspect to that is because it's not like they're working with the top of the line graphics engine for ESO. Yeah, like they made that look beautiful in a way that's just like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. How did you do this with this engine? I mean, like it's it was gorgeous. It's- yeah. So side story. You're absolutely right. And side story. Um, the other night on New Year's Eve, we had um, we had just some some family over it was very small we don't i don't go ape crap for for new year's eve anymore so we're just hanging out and we have um like my wife is not a gamer at all but my wife's as a as a child like her favorite thing one of her favorite things in the world to do and play was centipede right remember the old centipede yeah so every new year's eve we always have a centipede tournament and I completely suck, and she absolutely will blow everybody in the house out of the water. <laughs> and she plays no other video games except for her centipede machine. I, I went a few years back, and I bought her a big, tall, you know, the one, the old school arcade centipede machine, and she loves that thing. Right. So we're playing that. My brother in law's with me, and you know, we're throwing a few back, and and we're we're playing that. And my brother in law, you know, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, video games are pretty fun. He goes, what's this? Uh, What's the one that you play? So I, and he's, my brother-in-law is like 50 something, really good dude, not a gamer, like not at all. 
So he goes, uh, I told him, oh, yeah, I play a game called Elder Scrolls Online. It's just a real in-depth, deep game. And I, I love it, you know, because it's uh, it's it's incredibly complicated. It's a beautiful game to look at. And he goes, well, isn't it like, uh, like newer graphics and stuff like that? So it, lo- it looks like really cool on the screen. And I go, dude. So I got my iPad and showed him some pictures. And he looks at it and just goes, oh, my God. <laughs> that looks... That looks like it's real. And I go, I know. I go, that's, he goes, I've never seen anything like this, like ever. So to lend to what you're saying, from an outsider's perspective that doesn't play this game for three, four hours a day. Yeah. You know, or more. Yeah. It really blows your mind at how beautiful the game is. And sometimes it takes even us that play the game a lot to stop and look at it and go, damn, this is a good looking game for a game that came out. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well done. Well done. Well, congratulations, everybody. So there is that. Well, before, we're just going to pop this in right here, uh, right right in the middle of all this, and this is uh, just making part of the news. Should we do this now, or do you want to wait? I want to do it right now. Okay. All right. So every, we'll continue the news here in just a second. So every uh, so often... Whenever something arises, not so much an issue, but maybe something that's really being talked about in the community or it's something that we see in our community, we put this on Twitter. And we call it Zone Chat, where we take a question, put it on Twitter, take your responses, and build them right into the show. So this question was inspired by actually our community because I I guess I never really thought about people having burnout after this uh, last event, but here we go. As the last Endrick Mount event comes to a close, how has the events left you feeling about Tiso Online? More excited than ever? Feeling burnt out? Share your comments below, and you could be included in our first episode of 2019. All right, so I didn't really put too much thought about it, but I guess there's really burnout going around. You know? God, gamers are so weird. <laughs> I'm <laughs> seriously so and I'm kind of torn on this one because there's part of me that agrees with this and part of me that is like really so you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah Zoss. really you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't yeah we've talked about it ad nauseum as to how well Zoss has just had event after event after this thing after that thing and it's just like it does not give you an opportunity to get tired or get bored yeah but somehow we did <laughs> you know what i mean so i i will freely admit that i have felt those days where i'm just like oh yeah yeah life yeah again yeah and you feel like this obligation to do new life to get whatever you know we're so greedy that you just you want more more presents i want more gifts i want more so you continue to jump off of bridges into cold water you continue to do this stupid little dance in some unknown tavern someplace you continue to throw mud balls at at you know high ranking officials cuz you want this damn box right Right, And then you get the box and there's, you know, some stupid branch in there. And then there's, you know, some crafting material that you already have 4.6K of. And you don't get your damn New Life Charity rig. 
You know what I mean? So there is some point where you're just like, oh my God, shoot me in the mouth because <laughs> I am over yeah. this event. And yeah. I don't even want to think about the next one. Um, but at the same time, there's always something going on in ESO. Always yeah. something going on in ESO. Yeah. So although I myself did feel a little bit of that like burnout, yeah, I think the burnout that I felt was because I'm still in that wild goose chase for my forever character yeah. that has a lot to do with it. And that may sound completely stupid, but I don't like feeling like I'm wasting time on a character when I could be investing it into something that I truly love, as opposed to knowing that I'm probably not going to last with this dude. Yeah. So that's just my personal problem, but yeah, I felt a little burnout. Yeah. I felt a little, and it, it wasn't uh like, I just needed to, to catch my breath for a few, you know? Like, it, I'll, I'll be ready to go for the next event. Like, I know we got one we're going to talk about here when we continue the news, but I'm just like, I needed a break, you know? I just need to catch my breath. I needed to go wander around the world for a while and not think about dailies for, for holiday stuff. So, anyway. Community That's re- kind of what I did, though, too, right? Yeah, yeah, you, you did. That's what you did. Yeah, I guess we so. did. Uh, at... Uh, yeah, uh, Conifism? Conif? I'm gonna call you Conif. Con- We're just gonna go with that. Option A. Option you did well. A. Okay, thank you, fantastic. Uh, the back-to-back events have left me in a weird mood. I felt obligated to the events or to power level, which squandered my already limited playtime. Sure, I got a third tune to CP level and a cool mount and several motifs, but now I feel I can begin playing the game again. And I, I, I'm. I'm with him. It. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I felt weird. I was in a weird. Yeah. I'm like I wasn't burnt out, but like I, I just, I don't know. Like I'm torn. Like I want to catch my breath, but I want to do more. <laughs> See, so this kind of this is the mood that I was in was kind of like how I felt when I was in my 20s, and somebody was having a party. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know that lots of people are going to be going to this party, and they're probably going to be having fun. Because it's party season, and that's what people do in party season. Right. But I didn't want to freaking go. Right. I like staying home and playing video games in my 20s. Right. Which is probably why I dated way less than I probably should have in my 20s. (laughs) Probably why I got married at age 24. Yeah. But I'm just saying, that's how I felt. And although, you know, he says, you know, it squandered his already limited playtime, that's where... I feel completely blessed. I have a lot of freaking playtime that I can play. So I just spent that time doing these things because I felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. Question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree. Like it's, well, it was kind of a, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all our choice, whether or not we choose to get involved in it. Right. I mean, you could just say mentally say, like, Hey, Screw the New Life Festival. Screw the events. I'm going to go out and quest. And you could totally do that. And you know what? I, you'd be fine, I guess, right? Like they're, Yeah, if you're a communist. No, that's terrible. That's... What? <laughs> Jibs, it's New Life. There's things to be had. Okay, f- fine. <laughs> uh, at Fire Squad 115 says uh, a break from events would be nice and give people time to mellow out. That's okay. Nailed it. Uh, and crooked lettuce, or is it lettuce or lettuce? Crooked lettuce. Lettuce. Okay. 
Uh, definitely excited to see what 2019 brings. The addition of the mount, the Ritz for the skin, and mysterious reward boxes have all been very welcome. Glad to have a break from events to know, uh, now, though. Been neglecting the rest of the game, and I'm happy to get back into it all now. Yeah, they... Yeah. Yeah. That's the draw of ESO right there. Yeah. There is so much game to be seen yeah. that people feel bummed when they are put on rails to certain things. And yeah. that's where it comes out that you are damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, as a developer, not that I know because I'm not one, but as a developer, you'd think you you'd want to keep people interested. You want to keep people on the hook by having this constant stream of content that we always reference. Right. But at the same time, there's a breakover. And that breakover, once you hit that breakover, you're just like, okay, yeah. I'm done. I just want to experience the game. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. Let me breathe. Yeah. It- so that's where we are now. And we're going to get that. It's New Year. We're going to get somewhat of a breather. So don't worry, folks. Isn't plenty it? Of, plenty of questions. Isn't it funny how, or how odd it is that you like we need that break, or like you you want to do stuff, but you also find yourself wanting a break at the same time. Like it's free stuff. It's completely free. There was yeah. nothing behind a paywall at all, and yet we find ourselves wanting a break from free. So I don't know. It's interesting. Well, at least for me, it's the reason that I love this so much is because for me, I don't feel like I need break from the game because there's so much to do right i feel like if i take a break from the game and maybe this is because we produce a show on the elder scrolls online or on the elder scrolls in general if i feel that i need to take a break from the game you know where i land oh yeah i land in freaking skyrim dude yeah yeah so and you know imagine how what's going to happen when ES6 comes out. We are all going to take a break from ESO and we're all going to go play and fall in love with ES6. And then we'll come back and play ESO. That'll be a unique time. That will be a unique time. It's going to be a very unique time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we got Starfield. Yeah. Mm. Stop talking. Mm -hmm. Too much good coming out. But it makes me sad because look what happened with Fallout 76. Yeah. The bed got pooped in. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Moving we on. Discuss that. Yeah, we will we will not discuss that here on the show. Anyway, uh so Crown Store Showcase is finally out. I was kinda wondering when this was gonna drop. It was uh normally it's before the new year. Well, you know, with everything going on. Uh, we got it a little bit later, which is understandable. So it's coming to us from ESO Official. And uh, we're going to do some of the highlights. You know, this is always a unique part because you're like, you want to inform people, but you don't want to, like, overly inform. So we're trying to find good balance here for you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the ESO Plus deals. If you've got ESO Plus, well, we get some free items uh, January 3rd through the 7th. We're getting another uh, another Daedric uh, statue cash. We got a Clavicus Vile coming to us. I am excited about that, and I think I mentioned it uh, on a previous episode. I didn't realize, like, when we got the first one, I didn't realize that this was going to be a continuing thing. So now we, we're we going to have a, a really neat collection if you continue to sub. 
Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked on that. And this one's really cool. Clavicus Vile is a really cool character. And he's holding up his mask and he's got Barbus next to him. So this is a cool one. Yeah, I agree. It is cool. Um, exclusive offers. So you can get this stuff now and you get it discounted. We got the uh, Deep Woods Pod Singer Tunic. It's very Wood Elf. It's very, uh, <sighs> I, I know we talked about this off air. I think you've got something you need to agree. You need to air out. You need to let it go. Let it go. One okay. with the earth and sky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I saw the announcement, and normally it's Twitter. Twitter pops up on my phone and it says Crown Store Showcase, and Jibs and I collectively squee from across the United States and we go and look at it because we know we're going to be covering this on the show. So super stoked when I saw that it said something about Valenwood clothing. I mean, okay, so I love Bosmer. We all have established that. But the I'm just not a fan of the outfits. I'm so bummed on this outfit because I wanted it to be amazing. And it just is not that at all. And I guess I should just stop. I mean, even like the Rangers Crocskin, the next one we're going to cover, the Merkmeyer one. Mm-hmm. I love having Rangers characters, and he would never wear that. It looks like a mix between a kilt and a wrestling singlet. <laughs> it bums me out like to the nth degree. Yeah. yeah. I want some cool shiznit that I'm going to use on my character. And this is not cool yeah. at all. Come yeah. On, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. feel so bad because I know that somebody time on this thing. <laughs> Just, I go, dude, <laughs> you look like a Trojan. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! So okay. So yeah, we got the deep woods. That's all I'm gonna say. Bod, <laughs> bod singer tunic. <laughs> We've also got the Rangers crock skin over kilt. Mm, it is a kilt. It's, See? Yeah, that one makes sense. Um, we got the plum swamp jelly pet. You know, if you're into the swamp jelly pets, so this one's nice, vibrant purples, pinks, and yeah, neon cool. colors. Uh, we got the Auroran Zenith Warhorse. So if you're into Warhorses and the whole Auroran theme, well, you get this Warhorse. And uh, that's about it. As far as uh, outfit styles are concerned, we got the Blood Spawn Arms Pack, which looks awesome. Um, you can get this style page from the final boss in Veteran Spindle Clutch 2, which is fantastic because that's such an easy dungeon. Or can be an easy dungeon. And uh, the shoulder style page will have a chance to drop from the Maj Alregus Andante chest. So there's that as well. And uh, yeah, Elder Argonian. That crafting motif's coming back. I, or not coming back, but you know, coming to the Crown Store. I'm. Uh, what do you? What do you? You're. Are you... Don't ask me again. I've already disparaged Zoss enough in this episode. Okay. So I'm not All right. going to do it again. All right. Fantastic. Love you guys. We do. We really do. Love you. We do. We love it a long time. Uh, so anyway, yeah, outfit style for Elder Argonians coming as well. Perhaps this one's interesting. Okay. This one we need to talk about. Um, so 
Mid-Year Mayhem Crowns Pack. Now, makes you wonder, why are we seeing a Mid-Year Mayhem bit right here in January on the Crown Store Showcase? Well, the Mid-Year Mayhem Crowns Pack will return to the Crown Store for a limited time during a Mid-Year Mayhem Encore event on all platforms from January 10th through the 21st. Watch for more details about the event later this month. January 10th, so we're going to see details next week. We plan on that. Uh, so Mid-Year Mayhem's coming back. Yep. Just in time for me to bring my brand new... I didn't even say this. Who does that? I have a brand new PvP character. Do you? Super weird that I'd have a brand new PvP character, but I do. Super weird you have a new tune. Wow. I know. I but that coming. He's fun. So what I wanted to do is... I've also talked to you about this. You and I both want to jump back into Cyrodiil. Jump back into. Jump into Cyrodiil. And we learn. do. Yeah. Because we do. And um, I would say it was about six months ago, we made a pledge, pun intended, to jump into Battlegrounds. And we have. Oh, yeah. With Gusto. And we fell in love with said battlegrounds. Yeah, we did. So we want to take it a step further and experience another part of this game. We have some folks within the Lore Seekers Guild that are very excited to do some more events and have wanted to do some more events in the Cyrodiilic space. But a lot of people, I think, are kind of afraid to. So Jibs and I are 100% behind one of our officers, Jen, who wants to jump back into Cyrodiil. She's always been there, but she wants to bring more to us to teach us. So we are going to be diving back into, oh my God, diving into Cyrodiil for the first time seriously this year. So I built a, God, I have the longest, most boring stories. You're like a, yeah, you just, you just, I, you know what I've learned? Just let them finish. Let them finish. Let Sometimes them. it's best just let them finish. Just let them finish, okay. Okay, I'm going to get to the gist of it. I rolled a damn new Templar, stored and board, and resto staff on the other side. Yeah. To heal my friends and shield my foes. Okay. Myself. Short and my sweet. Foes. I like it. In PvP. That's why I'm excited about Ben Your Mayhem returning as an encore. Done. Nailed it. Uh, I'm excited to go back. I, you know, it's funny that that this is even coming about here. I was. It wasn't even two weeks ago. I was thinking, man, I really miss Mid-Year Mayhem. Can't wait till it's back. Well, there we go. We get eleven days of slaughter. So fantastic. That's uh, gonna be fun. It is gonna be fun. All right. So for houses, we've got the Lake Mir Zanmir Manor. It's a huge Merkmeyer themed manor. I would encourage you to go check it out. It's only gonna be available from the seventeenth to the thirty-first this month. It's probably gonna be somewhere around seventy-five hundred crowns. Just guessing. They're on sale. Yeah. If you didn't know, crowns are on sale. They've been on sale for probably a week and a half, two weeks. Go get them before they are no longer on sale. I may or may not have gotten really freaking stupid on crowns <laughs> and stocked them up. What's going to be funny is when my wife checks the bank statement. That's going to be funny. <laughs> I've said yeah. this before and I'll say this again. There's a reason why you should have two bank accounts. All right. So for furniture... 
stone and shadow furnishing pack. This is again Merkmeyer themed. I will say this, there's one thing that sticks out to me in this and it's the huge freaking gnarly sadistic evil looking statue. The skulls, that looks so fr Is that supposed to be Sithus? I think it's Sithus. Oh, which Oh, yeah. Oh, you're looking at that one. Yeah. Now I'm looking. Uh -huh. I see slime. I see plants. Uh -huh. I know somebody who's going to be happy about those plants. It's not me. It's Blood Eye. And um, there is a giant, yeah, that giant Daedric looking throne looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh -huh. Yeah, looks pretty awesome. So, anyway, if you're looking for something that looks like a little bit more of a temple themed, um, then yeah, there you go. It's pretty awesome. Uh, for mounts, we got the snow bear returning. We've got the cinch lion that's going to be available to everybody now. Uh, the snow bear club for pets and it's actually a cub, not a club. Oh, okay. Thanks so much. You cannot join it. You cannot, join but you can purchase it. <laughs> uh, we got the fledgling griffin, and that is it for the showcase. So yeah, a lot of fun stuff. You know, we we talked earlier. They didn't come out swinging like we thought they would. Yeah, and uh, that just lends a lot more to the way that I feel about I them having something hidden. Yeah, I fully agree. That something is if something is coming, I can feel it. And if you've been following ESO at all for at least a year cycle, you know how they do things. We get several things per year, including a quality of life release, um, some type of an expansion or new chapter, and then chat and then like uh, content releases. So it's coming. I'm feeling it, and uh, I'm really excited because I think I've already made my prediction for the year that it is the, the major thing that we're getting with the expansion is going to be either a new race or a new class. Um, not quite sure what the race would be, but a new class. Oh. I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm a little under the weather, so I had a little cough there. Cough, or were you excited because you were thinking about the IMCA class? That'll never happen in a million, thousand, fifty million years. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jibs the Lawseeker, and I am an IMCA. I wear a cape, and I speak proper. Oh, I feel like that'd be the meme of the year, of the next ten years, if they made that a playable class. They would win the internet if they made him go to class. Like, okay, ESO, you win oh, the internet. That's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> man. Goodness. Well, yeah, I agree. I think something huge is in the works. Um, we got Aramethius in chat says that I need a tinfoil hat for the I can feel it moments. I agree with them. Okay, fantastic. I love it. You should do that. Go get some foil right now. I want to see it. Um, so, yeah. Matt Firewar said uh, last year in an interview that what they're doing is the most ambitious thing they've ever done for this year. And so it makes you wonder. And I know we've talked about it numerous times, but I definitely think a new class, a new race, the expansion with the new zone, all of that, whew, that'd be that'd be ambitious. That'd be ambitious, indeed. But anywho, well, we got another article here for you. This is the last of the articles for the morning. So evolve your nascent Indrix and get new ones during the 2019's in-game events. Well, this comes to us from ESO Official. And, um, you know, 
we got asked about this on the Twitch Tavern episode last week, a couple weeks ago. We were too drunk to know what we were talking about, we so <laughs> sorry about that part. We didn't have any information, and uh, but now we do. So with the addition, I'm going to read this here so I can get this right for you. Uh, with the addition of Endrick Feathers and event tickets during last year's Witches Festival, Zoss introduced the ability for you to acquire the nascent Endrick Mount by taking part in our in-game events. Soon, you will also be able to use new upgrade fragments quotes called Endric Berries to transform your nascent Endric mount into different versions each with an alternate look. Alright, so here's how we evolve our Endrics. Uh, during certain in-game events, which they I can list here, Midnight Mayhem, which is getting ready to happen, the Morrowind Celebration, the Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood Celebration, and the Jester's Festival, um, we can collect event tickets by participating in the specific daily events, which we already know. We've been doing that, okay? But here's a quick note, which is funny, I guess. This is a quick note. Um, they're going to be adding event tickets to the Crown Store late Q1. There's that. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it when you're ready for it. Okay, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, so collect 10 tickets and use them to buy Endric Berries from the Impresario uh, event merchant, which we, for those of us who've been doing this, you're pretty well rehearsed in where she's located. But for those who don't know, she's located a special booth outside Daggerfall in Glen Umbra, Davin's Watch in Stonefalls, and Vocal Guard in Aradon. Each unique Q1 event will provide you with the opportunity to buy new Endric Berries from the Impresario. Uh, now, keep in mind, she will only be available during these events, okay? When the events are gone, she's not there. She's off. She's elusive. She's off in Cyrodiil, chilling on the beaches with a cold rot meth in her hands. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> once you have all four Endr unique Endric berries, use any of them to transform your nascent Endric mount, replacing it in your collections UI with a new evolved one. The first set of Endric Berries that arrive with 2019's Q1 events, which will be January through March, uh, allow you to transform your current Endric into a Dawnwood Endric. Thank you very much. That's the one I wanted. Really? Right? Yeah, it's the green one with, with the rack. With the, I mean, the, the antlers. The antlers. Okay, dirty mines. I the, mean, antlers. <laughs> It's sad we have to specify that. that. Your laugh oh. makes me laugh. <laughs> We're dealing with adults. Of course, they're going to laugh. At least. At least some at least of us. Uh, the so, dumber ones. The, <laughs> the dumber ones that actually agree with people. <laughs> Holy crap. So this is the one I was waiting for. And I'm glad it's the first one because this is the one that most resembles the natural one, the nature one, the wood elfy one. So, thank you. That was solid choice, Zoss. I like so, the, the dark evil one. That's of course you do. I, know. I imagine that'll be during the Dark Brotherhood celebration event. <laughs> that becomes available. All right, so here's things to know. All right. And we'll have all this linked over at loresecretspodcast.com. I know this is really meaty, kind of confusing just to hear it, so you probably need to read this. We'll have it all there for you. All right. So, like the Endric Feathers during the 2018 Q4 events, 
upon the start of each new event doing Q1, quarter one, the impresario will stock new Endrick Berries and any previous quarter one Endrick Berries for the Dawnwood Endrick. She will also continue to stock all four Endrick Feathers required to summon a new Endrick throughout 2019. This means that should you acquire enough berries to evolve your Endrick, you can immediately start working on getting a new Endrick for a different evolution in the future. That being said, starting with the Dawnwood Endrick of Q1, each quarter for 2019 will provide a different set of berries and therefore a different evolution for your nascent Endrick. Details on each quarter's Endric, uh, events sorry, and Endrick evolutions will be shared in the future. Chat saying I'm colorblind. Mm. Well, they're probably right. I know there's some teal in there too, but it's more green than it is blue. <laughs> and it says Dawnwood. Wood. There. Wood elf. Nature. Oh, gosh. There's that. And of course, chat fills up with Rack. Rack City. Oh, gosh. That's fun. Endrick. Dang. Endrick berries you can collect each quarter will only be available during that quarter. Previous Endrick berries will not return once the next quarter has begun, meaning this is your only chance to acquire this specific evolution. Okay, so we're evolving our Endricks. Uh, I'm down with it. I, I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I didn't I think, think this would... I think it's a fantastic idea. I didn't, I didn't know this would you know continue like this, this whole system... For the whole year, you know, I think some people reading this are gonna be like, "Oh my, another event already." You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, this isn't—it's ne- not necessarily an event. This is something that gives you a reason to get into a current event. If you hate new life, fine, whatever, don't do new life, but do it at least once a day to get your feathers, so that you can get your or get your ticket, so you can get your feather. So you can either get your Indrik if you haven't, or you can start uh, upgrading and then getting your additional Indriks. Right. So it, it's just for collectors. I mean, this is a collectors is a it's a niche um, type of gamer, but there's a lot of them out there. So for somebody that wants to collect every single one of these and evolve all of them, you got some work to do. And the thing that I like about it is if you don't have the time to do it and log in for like 14 minutes a day, which is pretty much the max it would take you to do one quest and get your ticket per day. Um, you can log into the crown store sometime soon and buy the feathers that you need or buy the tickets that you need to get your feathers, to get your Indrik to evolve it. So they've made this incredibly accessible. To all types of players. Mm-hmm. That it's just good. That's just good marketing. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, it's just being smart. So, mm-hmm. you know, nobody can complain. If anybody complains that they didn't get one, it's because you showed up on like the last day that it was available or whatever and you can't get it. Yep. Yep. You and can... there are some things in games that should be exclusive. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. Some things should be exclusive to people who put the time in. Yeah. So, yep. I agree. That's my point out too. I agree, hundred percent. I agree. There you go. The only thing I don't like about 
Uh, I, I agree with you 100%. The only thing I think that was ever added to the crown store that I still don't agree with is the Welkinar crafting motif. I felt like that needed to be separate from the Somerset raid. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, it only drops in that raid. You can't buy it. Because the moment that that got added to the crown store, it took all the, wow, that person went and cleared that raid feeling. Like, you know. Away. Yeah. You no, you no longer had that. It was gone immediately. It was just like, well, oh. you know what? There are like that. There are some things in this game that I know I will never achieve. Skins? <laughs> and number, yeah, exactly. Number one is the damn skins. And the one that I wanted so bad on my Sork, I don't even remember what it's called. Was it the Worm Cult? Yeah. 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 The uh, I know what you're talking about. It, it was on Fang Lair, wasn't it? Yeah. It was in, yeah, I think it was. Um, like some insane thing in Fang Layer that you had to get, and yeah, it was, it I'm like, I'll, I'll never get. It's like speed run, no death. Yeah, it was like all kinds of mad crap that, that I know I'll never get. Definitely won't get it on my freaking warden. Tell you that much. <laughs> I really, seriously, that's see, that's something I'd like to do for us this year, is to somehow, some way, get in a comfort place, comfortable place with our tunes, where we form a like a tight knit team and just push to get that stuff done. That's what I want to do. Get okay. that stuff done, okay? Step one, increase the DPS on the <laughs> damn magical warden. That's step freaking one, because I am all... I don't want to go over the story again. Okay, there you go. That says, no death, run hard mode. Thank you very much. That is it. I'm not there yet, people. And I'm at a pretty decent CP level, I think. I'm almost a damn cap. So anyway, Tark says, "Get in chat, get good." <laughs> He's right. Get uh, gooder than Gash uh, get typically than is. Us. Right oh now. my gosh, it's fantastic. Well, we so. want to know what you all think about the show. Not about the, not about the show. Well, I mean, you can, but I want to know what you think about the news. You can always call us seven six five three eight two sixty nine sixty one, or you can email us lorecreepspodcast at gmail dot com. And that's it. For the news. It's that time, buddy. Ooh, I'm excited. Are you ready? Crap's getting, crap's getting get dramatic right now. Yeah, I know. All right. I'm going to stand back. You ready? I'm always ready. Okay. I'm getting good at this. Okay. Hand motions inbound. Ready? Here we go. Oh, crap. What? Is that? Are you, like, hearthing right now? I'm waiting for you to freaking cue the damn sound. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Shung. Jeez, freaking new guy. <laughs> this is Lord Lesson 40. Did you know that? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, you're such a no-lifer. I am. That's a lot of writing. It is a lot of writing. I, I know. I applaud. And, okay, so, uh, and I'll throw it out there again. I think one of these particular folks is in chat. Um, I, I haven't really been called out like I'm too much crap that I'm getting wrong, and that makes me happy. Um. Well, it's just that, like Arimetheus in chat. Yeah. If you guys don't remember from one of our, our um, most recent storylines, Arimetheus, I brought him in as a character because like, I'm super impressed by the guy because he, he takes lore to the next level in his own podcast. And I am like, you got to be kidding me. Like, because we like take the basic level and then you like, Written in Uncertainty is his podcast, and he takes it like to the next level. So, anyway, mad respect for Arimetheus out there. And um, 
I'm just happy after 40 lore lessons, I haven't like been called to the table on, dude, you are totally wrong on this, 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 and this, and this. You know, that's the best part about my job in this show is I just do the news. Like, I just report, I just regurgitate what I've read. Right, and then you fall asleep during my lore lessons. And then I fall asleep during your lore lessons. Such a dick. I'm going to go grab my pillow. <laughs> you know what, seriously, I hope your pillow smells like farts. I hope you get pink eye from your pillow. <laughs> Terrible. That's terrible. That's like. Don't fall asleep. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Here comes the drama. Lore lesson number 40 on the Munda Stones. Mm. Carry on. Wayward son. Yeah. Go grab your drink. Okay. All right. See you in a minute. (laughs) The air was still as you approached the stone. Frozen in time and ancient, yet for some magical reason. The stone still hummed after all of these years. Standing in front of the jagged monument of the past, adorned with etchings, you step forward and internally nod your approval to accept the power of this mysterious relic of the past. Its boon begins to surge through your body as if it lifts you off the ground. You're surrounded by its magical flow as you float weightless. The waves of intense light lessen as it gently lowers you to the ground. You stand there, confused, but elated and refreshed. You feel more powerful than ever. The Mundus Stone. Dedicated to the constellations of Mundus, these ancient monuments to the celestials of Mundus can grant the user one permanent blessing at a time. These blessings will boost one attribute of your character's stats and are quite useful. But what do these stones represent, and where do they come from? Well, we'll start off with the celestials. Ethereal beings formed from the power of the stars. Celestial beings were created during the Merithic era by the star-worshipping Nedic people. In the very first era, they constructed a great laboratory at Skyreach Pinnacle, where they utilized Nerncrux, of all things, to harness the power of the stars in the sky. Through much trial and error, they created these beings ranging from weak spider-like creations all the way to very powerful celestials, such as the Daedric Titan Aetherian. But because of that reckless experimentation with the stars and the Nerncrux, the danger it presented, the laboratory at Skyreach Pinnacle was eventually sealed off by Yakudan invaders in the first era, year 808. The most powerful of these celestials are known to be mortal and were rumored, this is the part that kind of blew me away, they were rumored to have fallen from the sky from their position as constellations in the second era, year 582. That is right around where ESO takes place. These powerful beings possess a godlike power and represent each of the 13 constellations in the sky. So we're going to talk about each one of those. Fun fact number one the ruins at Skyreach Pinnacle was unsealed by the scaled court in the second era, year 582, same year that they fell from the sky. So, the Scaled Court was a cult. They unsealed Skyreach Pinnacle 
to attempt to understand the needs use of Nurncrux. Dangerous celestials were within the tomb and they were freed, forcing the cultists to retreat. There is a rumor that an expedition is mounting in the region to reseal these ruins. I'm sure you can gather what that means. There is a quest that takes place at Skyreach Pinnacle where you can go through this. So do so. It's awesome. And it lends right to this lore lesson. There are 13 constellations that represent the most powerful celestials from the skies of Nern. They are guarded by three guardian signs. You've all heard of these. The warrior, the mage, and the thief. Each of these guardians protects three charges of their own. And here are the examples of who, of which guardians guard what charges. The warrior protects the lady, the steed, and the lord. The mage protects the apprentice, the atronach, and the ritual. And the thief protects the lover, the shadow, and the tower. Each of these 12 signs also represents a month in the Tamrielic calendar. We're going to go through this. So where do these come into play? These come into play in your champion points. This is what they are based on. They're based on the celestials. They're based on these charges that are protected by the guardians. Fun fact, as we've covered in previous lore lessons, it is still part of the great sky over Tamriel. Nern has two moons, Masser and Secunda. Big part of these celestials. Masser is the larger of the two moons. And we have covered this in Kajidi legend. The movement of the moons creates a lunar lattice which protects Mundus from a Therius, or what's also known as the Immortal Plane. Khajiit are born in one of many various forms depending on the phases of these moons. You can read more about uh, the Khajiit in Lore Lesson number 11, where we cover that racial motif. Now let's talk about the constellations. Now this is actually from the book The Firmament by Folk, which is available in the game. The Apprentice... That's, uh, which is uh, represented by the month of sun's height. Those born under the sign of the apprentice have an increased affinity for magicka. So if you use this Munda stone, it increases your spell damage. The Atronach, this is reflected by the month of sun's dusk. Often called the Golem, those born under the Atronach are known as natural sorcerers with deep reserves of magicka. If you use this Munda stone, you increase your magic of recovery. The lady in the month of heart fire, one of the warrior's charges, those born under the lady are kind and tolerant. And if you use this Munda stone, it increases physical and spell resistance. Then there's the Lord in the month of the first seed. The Lord oversees Tamriel during the planting. Those born under this sign are stronger and healthier than most which in turn means if you use this Munda stone, you increase your maximum health. Then there's the lover in the month of sun's dawn. Under the charge of the thief, those born under this sign are graceful and passionate. And if you use this Munda stone, it increases your physical and spell penetration. The mage in the month of rain's hand. 
The mage, a guardian constellation representing Rain's Hand, when Magicka was first used by men during this month. The mage's charges are the Apprentice, the Atronach, and the Ritual. I've always been a fan of that one. Yes. Well, that one, for sure, um, increases maximum Magicka. That one is huge across all magic classes, if that's what you're looking for. Especially if you're playing an off-race, uh, using the Mage Mundestone will increase your max Magicka, so it really helps. Right. So those born into the Mage are known to have more Magicka and talent for spellcasting, but have also been known to be arrogant and absent-minded, all of my good friendships. Mm. Just kidding, you're amazing. We'll find your <laughs> Mundestone, I promise. Okay, thanks. <laughs> The ritual, that is those born of the morning star in that month. One of the mages charges those born under this sign have a variety of abilities dependent on the aspects of the moons and the divines. Those who use the ritual Mundasone will increase healing done. Healers. The serpent. There is no season for the serpent. There is no month. The serpent wanders the skies and does not have an assigned season. Those born under the sign of the serpent are the most blessed, but also the most cursed. Those who use the serpent Munda stone increase stamina recovery. <laughs> I have no idea how using stamina recovery mm. lends to something that sinister sounding. I mean, to me, I mean, like, if you use a serpent, you stub your toe repeatedly. Something like that that just completely enrages you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go murder people. Because when I step my toe, I want to murder the first thing I see. <laughs> Side story. Don't worry about it. So there we go. The next one. The steed. The steed is in the month of mid-year. One of the warriors charges. The steed is impatient, as always, hurrying from one place to another. Which means if you use this Mundestone, you're going to increase your health recovery and movement speed. Then there's the thief in the month of the evening star. Those born on a guardian constellation are not typically thieves. Though they take risks more often and rarely come to harm, they're very lucky. Eventually the thief runs out of luck, however, and rarely lives longer than those born under other signs. So when you use the Munda Stone of the Thief, you increase your weapon and spell critical strike ratings. Not always going to happen, but when they do, they hit hard. Then there's the tower. This is in the month of Frostfall. One of the thief's charges, those born under the tower have a knack for finding gold and can open locks of all makes. This increases your maximum stamina, which I think should be increases your luck in uh, loot. But anyway, the decided increases your max stamina. So there's a lot of stam classes out there that use the tower. Mm -hmm. The warrior... Those born in the month of last seed, this guardian constellation saves his strength for the last seed where his strength is needed most during the harvest. His charges are the lady, the steed, and the lord. Those born under this guardian sign of the warrior are skilled with weapons of all kinds, but prone to short tempers. So when you use this Munda stone, you increase your weapon damage. So as you all know, the Munda Stones represent the constellations of Nern. They're available, available for your use in Elder Scrolls Online. Once you discover them or 
on a side note, you can purchase them from the Crown Store for your home. And there's one person that I know that has all of them. That's where I go to when I need my stone boon. <laughs> um, you can utilize the power of the stone to gain a boon that boosts the power of your character in the ways that I just listed above. If you need reference to what I just mentioned, you can go to our website as of release of this podcast on Friday morning, and you'll find them all listed. Here's a fun fact for you that I did not know. Twice Born Star is a craftable set in ESO that provides special bonuses to armor and weapons. It is available for crafting to players pursuing blacksmithing, clothing, and or woodworking. But this special crafting site is available in Craglorn. To make an item for the set, you must have nine traits researched. Here are the bonuses. It's a really good PvP set, actually. Two items adds max health. Three items add ma adds max stam. Four items adds max magicka. Five items, you can have two Munda stones at the same time. Hmm. I did not know that. I have never heard of the set until just now. Twice Born Star. Yep, never heard of it either until I researched it. Let's talk a little bit about the stars. Some of the deepest knowledge of the heavens lies within the research and relics of the Dwemer. They created an ancient machine with mystical properties called the Orrery, which allowed them to view the various planets and even draw upon the power of Nern's twin moons. Jibs knows about this because he got a frustrated phone call from me yesterday when I was on Stros Mackay trying to find the damn Orrery. <laughs> you call Turns me the zip, I know the answer. Let me call the guy who can't pronounce Dude, crap. And you know where the damn Ori is? <laughs> and then I stopped for a second. And I went, there's no way in hell the kid knows what the damn Ori is. <laughs> oh. I love you, buddy, for your simplicity. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, so anyway, on Stros Mackay, there's a Dwemer Observatory that contains an Ori. And on the ceiling of this Ori, an Ori basically, you guys, is an observatory. On the ceiling of said observatory or orrery is a star chart that is adorned with runes for each constellation. They're inset clockwise by their associated month. A guardian and each of its three charges are all found on the chart, which lends to the fact that the Dwemer knew about it. That's where a lot of this stuff comes from, is ancient history of Elder Scrolls. And it wasn't just the Dwemer. The ancient Yakudans, of course, you know, later to be known as Red Guards, mm -hmm. were also known for their interest in astrology. They were known to make crude astrological maps in the sand, complete with star charts and constellations. The Elder Scrolls themselves also made reference to the constellations with depictions of star maps, various glyphs adorning the background of some ancient documents. So between the Elder Scrolls, which to me is like the master document, the ancient Yakutians and the Dwemer, that's a lot of evidence that this stuff is a constant in the Elder Scrolls universe. Right. And it works because when I go get the boon for so on and so forth, it boosts my character. So this must be true to that, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So the recent history of the constellations um, fall from the sky and their subsequent transformation to the celestial beings has a really deep story, which you can experience in ESO. I was blown away when I found out that the constellations fell from the sky in Second Era 582. I was like, what? Right. Yeah. So the great statues of uh, Yakutan warriors stand as centuries before the entrance to the ancient crypts at Kardala and in the west part of lower um, in the western part of lower Craglorn is up to you to go find what those secrets unmask mm. very cool stuff and this one was like on a whim I'm like you know what I haven't really covered the Mundestones let's do that and it kind of dives into a very slippery slope of astrology in Elder Scrolls there is a lot more that I could have covered. This was like the tip of the iceberg because that's kind of where we're at. So we're going to leave it to Arimetheus and written in uncertainty <laughs> to cover all the super deep stuff. Oh. Gauntlet throne, bro. He's go. already talking. He's already talking in chat. So I'm just going to read this. Also, what if the Yakudans know of the stars is still true? They're potentially a constant between Kalpas if the Red Guards are from a previous Kalpa. What? Bro, what? <laughs> if you want to continue our very basic lore lesson, please go listen to our oh, show because it is go. very interesting to get the in-depth um, theory behind this stuff. There you go. And this guy knows it. Yes, so, he does. Well done, brother. Well, that was good. Thanks, man. I liked it. Thank I liked you, it. You. That was uh, that was quite fun, my good friend, liege, brother. We have one new follower oh, on have, Twitch. Yeah, we have a few. Before we get out yeah. of here, thanks to everybody who hung out in chat. But uh, thank you all for hanging out here. Thank you for the follows from everybody. And thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed this show, and we hope that you did, Head on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review for every review that we get. Every five-star review we get. We show you some love on the show. And speaking of... Speaking of... Let me pull it up. Bad host. Bad host. What did did you do? Really bad. This is really bad. I can't even pull it up. I know who wrote one, and I can't find it. I... (laughs) Someone wrote one. I know who you are, and I will get you next episode. I'm so sorry. Are you sure? Because while you continue to spew your goodness, I'll just look it up. Okay, fantastic. Well, everybody, while he's doing that, we'll do reviews in a minute. You can always call us, 765-382-6961, and you can email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. And we have a guild. It's always growing. It's ever growing. We've got members from all platforms, and it's really active on Discord, particularly in the chat channels. <laughs> you can join and learn more about the guild by going to loreseekerspodcast.com slash guild. Right, it tells everything about the guild. Then you scroll all the way to the bottom, and you download Discord, the app. Join our Discord server. There's a link right there for you. And you're going to get a PM the moment you join. It's going to kind of tell you a little bit about the guild. It's a two-step process. Once you're in the server, you go to, to the Apply to Guild channel and type slash apply. Your app will be DM to you. We'll read over it, check over it, make sure you're a good fit for the, the wonderful community, and uh, we'll get you in. Did you find it? Yeah. 
The last one that's showing is from November 26th, so I know it's another one. November 20. You had one. I actually had one job. Here, I got it here for you. This is from Theodore Holtos. I know that. Theodore Holtos. Yes, we do. I know that. He says, I found this podcast just after it started, and I fell in love with Jibs and Cash's interaction. I can't play you so myself, but the Lore Seekers still welcome me into their guild family. If you have an interest in ESL, Elder Scrolls as a whole, or just want to listen to two guys being their goofy selves, this is the podcast for you. Long live Talos, and thanks for the show. Yes, Theodore and I actually have some Twitter conversations, and I apologize in advance because I'm terrible about um, about answering Twitter uh, PM DMs. But um, he's a pretty cool dude, and we kind of talk a little bit about you know lore theory. Turns out he's not uh, he's not a um, AD character. He's not really a, a lover of AD. What? So, but it's okay. We can still be friends. Not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, but I mean, this is this is the best part about what we do. Yeah, is that we get to talk to folks that we hang with in game, and the people who are interested in our cast, and sometimes they write to us and whatever, and we get to interact with them. That is the that's pudding. I love that. I agree. Hundred percent. So, yeah. Thank you for that. Great. Yes, thank you. You can also listen to the show wherever podcasts are available. This is including Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the good things. And after you're done listening here today, make sure you go and check out the following ESO podcasts. we got the Tennis Podcast. we got Tales of Tamriel, Sons of Sithis, and, of course, Written Uncertainty, which we've talked about quite often on the show today. You can follow us on Twitter, myself, at JibsIRL, Cash at Seeker, Cash with a K, most importantly, the show at Lower Seekers Cast. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, I'll be back next week. Stay safe. Dilly dilly. Chantilly. Eagle was right. There was no way for us to be sure this wasn't a trap. But to this point, he and his hulking friend had done nothing to make us think they'd betray us. Jibs and I had requested they show us their ship in port at Alinor before we took the time to muster a strike team. We felt it wise to confirm the ship even existed and to assure we didn't see any signs of an ambush. On the journey to port, Eagle and Manflesh laid out their jaded history with Elk or Bazram and Abbas Collectors. Turns out the two fell in league with Bazram some years ago as cargo smugglers between Hughes Bane and Stormhaven. Bazram had a little side business, lifting weapon and armor shipments destined for the Ebonheart pack troops and reselling them to the highest bidder. The goods usually ended up in the hands of road bandits or some budding cult with a thirst for world domination. Not that I cared who they stole the goods from, because I certainly had no love for the pact, but where these goods were ending up didn't set well with my conscience. Turns out it didn't set well with eagle or flesh, either. They continued to weave a tale of Basram's twisted business practices and cruel treatment of anyone who stood in his way. Stories of kidnapping, extortion, ransom, blackmail, and the occasional murder really painted a sinister picture of Elker and his Abbas collectors. It made the fact that he still had Wolven even more real to us. 
the doubt about this being a trap began to leave our minds. These guys were seeming more and more legit as our journey continued, like they too were trying to escape something terrible, and that something had to be done about Elkabazrum once and for all. We reached the port and did a short inspection of the ship. It checked out. It was everything Eagle and Manflesh said it was, and more. It was a beautifully sleek smuggling ship, and she was built for speed. I'll admit, we hadn't gone through every nook and cranny of the vessel, but by the time we had arrived at the docks and had heard the story of why these two contracted smugglers had it out for Basram, we were more convinced than ever. Eagle and Manflesh were friends, and not a threat to our safety or that of our companions. Over the next several days, we did just as Eagle had suggested at our initial meeting. We traveled back to the grotto, gathered supplies, and hand-selected 20 of our best agents and fighters. We set out on a caravan to Alinor Docks to board Eagle and Flesh's ship, while a contingent of reliquary agents stayed behind to keep operations running on Somerset. Of course they all wanted to go with us, but those that stayed behind were a loyal bunch, and they understood why not all of us would be making the journey. Without haste, the ship was loaded. We were just slightly delayed by the Divine Prosecution's Port Authority, who questioned why so many armed travelers were boarding the ship at the same time and leaving their newly opened port in such a haste. Jibs was able to calm their nerves with a story of lost treasure in some red-sanded, uncharted island to the south with more riches than they'd ever seen. I cracked a grin listening to the ruse and hoped with all of my heart that one of the buffoons would mount his own expedition looking for the crimson island with overflowing treasure chests that just didn't exist. Either way, we set sail without any further trouble. The journey was long, and in many parts, very rough. Around the north and west of Somerset, through the Eltheric and Abation Seas, Luckily for us, we had the trade winds for almost the entire journey. No at-sea ambushes, no signs of anything but pure loyalty from our two new friends. Eagle, Jibs, Gianna Muse, and myself formulated our route and had a rough plan to infiltrate a boss once we arrived. Manflesh remained glued to the wheel of the ship, expertly guiding us through the irritated seas. The rest of the agents prepared weapons, armor, and rations, and acted as shipsmates when needed. For the most part, it was a pretty uneventful journey. We arrived on a Fridas. It was early morning. You could feel the change in the air overnight. The crisp, wet ocean air lent to a markedly warm and dry climate within a matter of hours, and we knew we were close. On the southern coast of Hughes Bain, opposite of a Boz Landing, we made port at a small, private cove called Shark's Tooth Grotto. We fit right in. It was all part of the plan. Eagle and Manflesh had initially come off as a pair of comedians, but they were skilled at their craft. Nobody had gotten wise to their extended journey, as they had made their trek to Somerset to retrieve us, a slightly extended part of their normal smuggling routes. The port we docked at was their normal port when they had a load of illegal goods. This time, however, the goods were people. Every one of our reliquary agents was adorned in traditional desert attire, where we would blend right in. No questions were asked by the vagabonds at the port at Shark's Tooth, 
because they figured our motley bunch were new recruits to Elker's operation. Nobody wanted trouble with Elker. No questions, no trouble. It was perfect. We couldn't believe how easy this was so far, though. There had to be a hitch. There was always a hitch. It was coming, and we knew it. Without dropping our guard, we continued to set our plan into motion. The ship was offloaded. We procured some land transportation and set out into the desert toward a Boz landing and our friend, Wolven. Not knowing what fate we might meet on this, the most insane of expeditions we had ever attempted. But we knew the consequences of not trying. And we also knew that not trying was not an option. <laughs>